This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Hi, and welcome to this episode. And today I'm going to be talking about why it's important to work on and not in your business. And I don't know if you've heard this phrase before, but it's one that really resonates with me. And it's a question that I ask myself a lot and also that I talk to my clients a lot about too. So what do I mean by working on, not in your business? Well, I guess there's some of it that's self-explanatory, right? When you're in your business, you are doing the do, you know, you are doing the tasks, you're in there in the trenches, you're in there with your team, you're maybe feeling like you're the only one that can get stuff done, you're busy all the time, your diary is booked. You know, even as I say those words, I feel my stress levels start to rise. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I I do not like being in that spot. And I'm a funny one because I'm really an extrovert. And yet I also love my own time and space. And I love that time to really think about my business, to walk on the beach, to just contemplate life, to feel into what's the next pieces. And that's so important when you're a visionary founder and entrepreneur. So when I say working on your business, I mean not in the day to day, not in the doing, not in the tasks and you know, getting stuff done, not, say, being busy all the time and having your diary booked out and just looking at your diary and feeling that sense of kind of overwhelm and doom when you look at it and think, oh my goodness, I literally don't have a spare minute. So if you're looking at your diary and you're thinking, I literally have don't have a spare minute, then something needs to change. Because as a visionary founder, Your value is in your intuition, your vision, your gut feel, your sense of what you can create moving forward. Your job is to see the future, actually, and to create the future and to be the one that challenges and sees new ways forward and looks at things and says, what if? What if we could do this differently? okay, we seem too busy right now. What if we could change that? What would we do? Who would we need to have in our teams? What do I really love to do? And where am I pulled into things that I don't? If I'm honest with myself, what do I really love to do and what don't I? And I've said before that, you know, as a visionary founder, your your power is in the vision. Your power is being in that person that can like feel the energy and feel the potential of what needs to be created and then bring that into reality. And you honestly cannot do that if you're in the trenches with your people. And I sometimes draw a diagram when I'm coaching people of uh, what we used to call the pit. So, you know, imagine that you're the person, you know, on the front line in the middle of work and, you know, you just can't see a vantage point. It's like you're in a pit and all you can see is the next thing in front of you, the next thing and the next thing. 
And the last thing you want to do as a visionary founder is jump into the pit too, right? Or jump into the melee too, or jump into the to-do list. Because if you do that, you don't have any other vantage point than the people around you. And you've ceased to be useful, actually. So it's a real paradox, this one, because when we're in the do and we're busy and we're ticking stuff off the to-do list and all of those things, we can feel like we're being very useful. And in a sense, we are but we're being useful in the day-to-day. We're being useful in that we get stuff done and we solve an immediate problem. But what we're not doing is being useful as a visionary founder. What we're not doing is really creating for the future. And that's really your job. That's how you create amazing things in the world. That's how you move everything forward. So I am speaking very much from personal experience as I record this today, because oh my lordy, have I been in my business and not on the business. (laughs) And, you know, that's okay because I'm expanding and growing and creating a different, a whole different playing field for myself in my business. And I know I don't, I've never wanted to be a solopreneur. I've never been that. I've always had a business with other people in it. But now as a visionary founder and my my next level of evolution and growth, I know I'm creating something way bigger. You know, I want to be the kind of Richard Branson with all these enterprises and all these amazing things going on in the world and all these awesome people running stuff for me. I want to be one of those people that you can listen to, you know, which is why I'm doing this podcast and can have the space to have these awesome conversations with other founders and step into businesses and step back out again and do what I know that I can do best. And that isn't being, you know, wall-to-wall coaching sessions or, you know, doing all the training inside organizations. It's leading and showing the way and, you know, really creating for the future and also creating amazing opportunities for other people to come and work with me because that's also part of my mission is to create an organization where other people can come in and work with me, you know, people who are on similar missions to me and to have that sense of connection with what I'm doing and that can grow and evolve and create amazing, extraordinary lives as a result of being connected to me. So being in the do, even though I get it and, you know, again, I'm very intuitive and reflective and I'm also a real action taker. So there's a bit of me that loves ticking off the to-do list that loves kind of like being busy, that loves the fact that these awesome organizations and founders are reaching out to me. But it is also a trap for me personally, and maybe for you if you're listening too, that I can get drawn into that and then feel, you know, like I have no space. And then it starts to kind of impact on me from a balanced perspective, from spending time with my daughter, from, you know, being able to see outside of this narrow little world that I'm creating for myself. It's not really narrow, but you know what I mean? It feels narrower than I want it to be. So what I want you to get about this is that your job as a visionary founder is to work on your business, not in it. And if you are in it, it's because you've made a conscious choice to dive in, you know, and sometimes that's the right thing to do. You might be creating something, you might be creating something brand new, and it needs you in there as the visionary to guide it, to put your energy in, to maybe train other people in it, to 
really kind of be in the midst of it in order to create it, because there is something in the doing that is an act of creation. But my point is that when you do that as a founder, you do that consciously. You choose to jump in, you choose to create, and then you choose to step back out. You're not in there because you've been pulled in and you're therefore in reactive mode. So one of the things I want to talk about today is, you know, why do we do this? How do we get sucked into being in our businesses and not on it? And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier and thinking you get pulled in in different ways, depending on what kind of leader, what kind of founder, what kind of personality you are. So I want to talk about four different types of people. And as you listen to this, I thought it might be really fun to just think which one of this is more like me. Okay. so. The first one I want to talk about is what I would call more of the servant leader, the leader who leads from their energy and values and integrity, is very team focused, is loves to collaborate, loves to empower others, really leads from pushing their people forward and helping their people and helping them grow. And that's all amazing. I love that style of leadership. It has such power and potential in it. And here's the trap as a visionary founder, that what I see with people like that, if that's you, if you know that you love to help and serve and see other people grow around you. And when people say to you, oh, that's an amazing job, you say, oh, it wasn't me. It was the team. You know, you're that kind of leader. Then I want you to know that your temptation is going to be to want to help, overhelp to want to be of service, to want to, you know, I often hear leaders say to me, oh, I would give this to somebody else to do, but they've got enough on their plate. So I'm just going to do it for them, right? If anyone's staying late, it will be me. If anyone needs to pick this up, it will be me. You know, if anyone needs to give up their weekend, it will be me, right? And wanting to, also not wanting people to be under too much pressure. So jumping in and kind of rescuing people, because you don't want them to be under pressure. You don't want them to suffer, right? So if that's you, just know that. Just know what the temptation is. Be really conscious of of what you're creating and why. And when you get pulled in, and when you're in the over-helpful space of going, oh, there I go again, right? Pulling myself back out. (laughs) You know, letting those people do the do. Noticing where my drive is to be over-helpful. And where being helpful works for me and where it doesn't, because this is all strengths and overuse strengths and also beliefs, which I'll come on to talk about in a second. So that's one type of leader, one type of temptation to be in your business. The other type of leader is what I call the director. So the person that's like almost the opposite to what I just described. They're the people that lead from the front, that have that kind of very positive, forward-facing energy. They're the people with the big vision. They're the people that say, we can do this. Here's the vision. This is where we're going. Off we go. And they race off a million miles an hour, right? And, you know, has that real strength of character, that determination, that desire to create the big goal, which is all great, right? Until it gets to a situation where others can't keep up with you, which is going to happen because as a visionary, you're going to see things before they do. And it will be so blindingly obvious to you that sometimes it's really annoying when other people can't keep up. So the temptation I see if you're this kind of leader is that you want to jump in. You just go, oh, it's taking too long. It's annoying. I could do it in two minutes. And you jump in and do it. You fix it. 
Okay. And you go in and you're bish, bash, bosh, you fix it, it's done, you jump back out again. But guess what? The next time there's a problem, you need to jump back in again because you haven't really created that self-empowerment, that self-reliance for your people. And so you're creating a situation where you're always ultimately the fixer and you do not want to be the fixer in your business. Again, that's going to just pull you in and make you be in, not on your business. So the third type of leader I want to talk about is somebody that likes perfection. So maybe you're someone who, you know, loves to get things right. You love to see like how everything works. You've always got a spreadsheet and a plan. You like to think things through. You're not someone that jumps in and starts creating. You're someone that likes to think things through, that likes to have a plan and a schedule and a a way of doing things. And it's really important to you that you do things right, that you have that, you know, you have that natural cooler detachment about things and you really want to get it right. And so, again, even as I describe that, if that's you, you can probably go, "Mm mm-hmm. And so what happens if other people are not hitting your standard of perfection? What happens if people don't have a plan? What happens if you are the expert and you feel like other people around you just cannot do it to your level of expertise and standards? you end up doing the do because it bothers you. Because you know what? When you first empower people, when you first get people to do something, they won't do it to your standards and they'll probably mess things up and they'll probably get it wrong. (laughs) And again, if you're that type of leader, that can be really painful to watch, right? Because you know you can fix it. You know you could set up a strategy and a plan and a, a way of doing it that would be foolproof, okay? So again, your temptation is not to take action until it's 100%, to want it to be perfect, to have such high standards that actually nobody is ever going to meet them, right? And that's partly true for the director I described earlier too. But again, your need for perfection and structure and you know your desire to get it right can hold you back and make you be in the detail too much. I find that leaders I work with who are experts in whatever field, the jump to being a leader can be a big one because you like to be the expert. And a visionary leader isn't in the expertise anymore. They're in the vision. They're in the future. They're in the what if. And so letting go of the also the value that you feel, the joy that you feel from being the expert and, and shifting your focus and energy and attention can be challenging for that type. And the fourth type is what I what we call the inspirer. So the inspirer loves to be with people. They love to collaborate. They love to have this sense that we're all in it together, right? We roll our sleeves up. We're all in it. We're all, we're being agile. We're working it out as we go. We're kind of like, you know, we're sometimes in the office till midnight and we order pizza, but we have a great time, you know, that kind of leader. And again, gets a lot of your energy, that sense of collaboration, of the sociability, of being busy, being productive, being, you know, in the do. And, you know, this is definitely my kind of place where I get trapped. I get so excited about stuff that before I know it, I've agreed not only to set the project up, but also to deliver the whole thing. And then I get to a point where I'm like, uh... I think I just overcommitted in my excitement. (laughs) So if you're the inspirer, you might feel the same too, right? You just get so excited and so passionate and so 
wanting to help and collaborate and be in there with people, but you end up too much in there. And again, your job really is to be the inspirer on the outside and to hold the vision. And I know this about myself, that often I am the person that asks what if. I am the person that says, hold on a minute, this isn't quite working for us, is it? What other way could we do it? What's the next piece of evolution? How can we change how we do things so that we do it more productively and we do it differently in the future? That's always been me. And I know that's where I add value because I know that's not where everybody sits, right? So how do you stay in that space? How do you build and grow from that space? How do you stop that temptation to jump into the trenches? So as you listen, I'm really hoping that You might find one of those, you think, oh my goodness, that is really me. Or you might think, yeah, I can feel a few of those that that are my temptations to jump in and where I end up kind of, I suddenly realize a month down the line that I've had no thinking and planning time and I'm just in the trenches continually. The other thing I just wanted to touch on today was it's not just about your personality type and how you're wired. It's also about the beliefs that we have and the behaviors that come from those beliefs. So if you're in the business, you've probably also got some beliefs that are running in the background that are stopping you stepping out. So here are some that I hear a lot that, um, you know, if I step out and I'm not being seen to deliver stuff, will people think, you know, what the hell is she doing over there? Like she used to be really productive and now she's just sitting in her office thinking, what's that all about? Right. So unmeshing that kind of value being from doing rather than the value being from thinking and creating. And that can be quite a tricky one, especially if you're worried about what other people think about you. Maybe being lazy is not okay and you've equated lazy with not being busy. Maybe you were told when you were growing up that hard work was a good thing and it's the hard workers that get success. Maybe you've got that hardwired in. Maybe you, you know, you've got your value attached to being an expert and you think like, you know, that's where your value is. And so if you let go of being the expert and you let other people be the expert, what's your kind of role in this? Maybe you have a belief or concern about, you know, if I really empower my people and they step into what I'm doing now, maybe I'll be redundant. Maybe there'll be nothing for me to do. So whatever that belief is, it's really worth digging underneath. And looking at the pieces where it traps you. For me, I grew up with such a strong sense of, you know, working hard was the way to create success, that even though I've shifted a lot of that, it can still come in. You know, when I'm under stress and pressure, when there's a lot on, my temptation is to just jump in and do more and work more hours. And because I'm sort of believing at some point that the work will get less. And let me tell you, it never happens. (laughs) So I know that strategy doesn't work. And when I get stuck in it, I'm like, seriously, Lisa, you know, you know that strategy doesn't work. What on earth are you doing? And what always works for me, and I'm sharing this with you because I think it will work for you too is to step out, which feels totally counterproductive when you're busy, but to step out, to claim some space back, to be outside of your business and to look in and say, right, step out and breathe and reconnect to the vision and reconnect to what I really want and know that this is just the next stage of my calibration and my growth 
know that it's absolutely awesome that we're too busy at the moment, right? That there is so much stuff going on. How amazing is that? That all this work is coming in, that I've got all these amazing projects to work on, that I'm just surrounded by these opportunities and financially everything is going well and to be super grateful for all of that. And to know that when I want to grow beyond that, which I do, there has to be another way of doing it. There has to be another route. There has to be another way for me to be being in it in order to create that new and different moving forward. And so my job is to be outside of the business, working on the business, looking in at me and the business, because remember what I've said before, that we're two separate things. You know, my energy as a founder fuels the business, but the business is not me. The business is bigger than me and it's one expression of me in the world. And so to know that and to allow that to be the case and to look on it as the CEO of my business, as the founder of my business, to look at the pieces, to look at what I've got and to look at the next pieces, to look at what needs to shift and change moving forward and to look at what the exciting opportunity is here that from this place of vision and potential and opportunity, there are no problems. There's just like, oh, so now we need to shift again. Now we need to find a new way of being. Now we need to create differently moving forward. So what is that, right? And can you feel how different that is from being in overwhelm? So I want you this week listening to this podcast to really look at where am I in the business and where am I on the business? And what's the right balance of that for me now? Because I'm not going to say to you, oh, as a visionary founder, you should be 80% out of your business and 20% in because everybody's unique and the way we work is unique. And some people need more space and some people get their energy from being in more, you know, and having more conversations and more clients. And so you need to tune in to your intuition and what you know you're creating and really feel into what's right for you instinctively as a human being, as your version of a visionary founder. And also what's right right now, because there are times, as I say, when you're creating and building where you might be more in that creative visionary mode and there might be other times where you're stepping in and that's okay and brilliant as long as you're doing it consciously. So look at that, take your time out, look at where you are and whether you're in or out but you must, must, must spend some time working on your business. If you look at it and think, I am like 100 or 120% in, then I can guarantee you, you are not being the visionary founder. It's just not possible to do it from that perspective and that vantage point. You're in the pit with like no perspective, basically. (laughs) So you need to be it out to a degree, no matter what's going on in the business, no matter where you are in your life cycle, no matter how busy everything is, okay? Um, So I want you to look at that. I want you to think about what kind of leader you are. And I want you to think about the beliefs and behaviors that are driving you. So this is a real contemplation exercise. You know, do your journaling, do your meditation, sit and think about it, create some space, find that vantage point of really reflecting on where you are and who you are and being able to shift your energy because every time you shift your energy, circumstances will line up around you. And I've had that proved to me so many times in small and big ways 
that when you shift your energy, the world will shift around you. And you can only do that if you are in charge of your energy, if you're very conscious about what you're creating. So I hope this is really useful for you as you listen to it today. And I hope that if you're where I've been the last two weeks of, oh my gosh, I should know as soon as I feel too busy, overwhelmed, too much in my diary, it's just a signal for me to to step out. And that's going to be one of my lessons for myself is to catch this earlier so that I don't get to that overwhelmed point. Drinking coffee is also a really bad sign for me, by the way. (laughs) So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's really given you some value. Let me know, talk to me, communicate with me. If you're a founder that's thinking, oh, I have no idea how I'm going to get to work on my business, get in touch, have a chat, reach out to me because I'd love to speak to you. And as ever, you know, this is a movement, not just a podcast. So if you know others that you think would really benefit from this episode in particular or the podcast in general, then do share it with them because this is a mission. And I would love to have so many more people standing in their visionary essence in the world. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.